Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. We're going to continue our message, and I thank Mansoor for uh, teaching and sharing last week. Uh, he told me last night that the, that the blind eyes were open and the deaf heard and the lame were leaping. And a couple of you even got saved all over again. So the dead were, the dead were raised to life. So, and uh, I so appreciate Mansoor and our relationship and his being an elder here and, and what he gives and how he serves in this house uh, along with many others. But he just serves really well. Well, we've been on the, the uh, teaching journey of looking at making wise decisions. First of all, how that comes out of our identity. And then part of our identity gets wrapped up into what do I do? What's my worth? What's my values? Where does that value come from? And looking at core values and everything. And then in my own journey, it's been very reflective to pass on things that I've learned in life and everything. And so I probably can't do it justice, but I'm going to start with another poem, and like I did two weeks ago. And I've been on a Leonard Cohen kick, and very few of you know who Leonard Cohen is. You have to have a particular taste for him. Uh, some would, would know his music really well, and he's been an influencer in modern music uh, profoundly. And other people, you know, Jeff Buckley covered his, uh, his song, Hallelujah and made Jeff Buckley famous, and then he drowned. So, uh, and much of his music is for people that are going through things in life. And so, uh, if you ever want to listen to it, you can get it on YouTube. One of a good, really good version of it is Live in Belfast, and it's a, it's a poem called uh, If It Be Your Will. And, uh, boy... He has the, the Webb sisters, they're two sisters, one playing guitar and the other playing a, the handheld harp, the small harp, and uh, oh man, if that doesn't get your uh, call to God going <laughs> in, your, in your heart, then uh, I don't know what can. So we all, when we're going searching for God's will and looking and trying to make a right decision, uh, it's... It's such a wonderful, awful time with transitions. Transitions are never good. Joanna just went through one. You go through transition, a time that they actually call transition, to have a baby. I birthed two kidney stones, so I understand a little bit. And uh, it's uh, anybody else that's birthed a kidney stone says yes and amen. So... If it be your will... that I speak no more. And my voice be still as it was before. I will speak no more and I shall abide until I am spoken for, if it be your will. If it be your will that a voice be true from this broken hill I will sing to you from this broken hill 
all your praises, they shall ring. If it be your will to let me sing. From this broken hill, all your praises, they shall ring. If it be your will to let me sing. If it be your will, if there is a choice, let the rivers fill and let the hills rejoice. Let your mercy spill on all these burning hearts in hell. If it be your will to make us well. Draw us near and bind us tight. All your children here in their rags of light. In our rags of light all dressed to kill. And in this night, if it be your will, if it be your will, transition's so hard. You're trying to find the right thing to do with your life. It can happen when you're 12. It can happen again when you're 22 and 42 and 82, if it be your will. And, uh, much has been made about it in the body of Christ, and I've heard a lot of teachings on it. Most of them are <clears throat> in deadly intertwined with the equation if then uh, if I do this then God will do that and if I manage this then I'll be okay with that and then surely he'll come to pass and he will do this because I know that if I don't sow bad things then I'm going to reap wonderful things if it be your will Finding God's will is a strange journey, isn't it? I found it in the strangest places. Riding a motorcycle, talking to a child, listening to a friend, praying with my wife, if it be your will. And it's, it's funny, it's, finding God's will is both hopeful and but then sometimes it's really hard. Can you imagine what Abraham went through? Years without a child. Years after the promise was given that he would have a child. And him singing, if it be your will. Whew. Tough things. Tough ways. And you got to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to Decide, and what you'll really do is decide out of your core values. That's why I've been talking about them so much. They come from your life experiences, your self-interests. Uh, your beliefs. Everyone lives by their beliefs, even atheists. Everybody thinks an atheist doesn't believe in anything. Yes, they believe there is no God. They have to believe the opposite of a believer. They have to look at all of this. They have to pick up a baby that was born a couple days ago and say, there is no God. I can't believe that. When I, see a, when, I, when I saw Joanna's little baby, I turned to Forrest and said, bet you believe there's a God now. Of course, he always did anyway. But, you know, that baby came by the will of God. There's a couple of things that are ordained about every person. The time that you will be born, God knows it. 
He knew you before you were born, before you were in your mother's womb. God knew that you would exist. And there's a time you're going to go home, and God knows. God knows the exact second that the last breath that you will breathe here on the earth will be taken. And then the glorious promise is, this was Paul always wondering, always looking for the last next, the next last breath. Is this the one? You had to remember he was stoned, but they didn't stone you to hurt you. When he describes what he went through for the sake of the gospel, they stoned them to kill them. They didn't throw rocks the size of a, of a golf ball at them. They picked up big stones and they buried them. So when he says, I would, you know, received many of those things, can you imagine under that rubble of stone? If it be your will. Oh God. And then he said, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. He knew he'd, he'd traveled, God had taken him to heaven. So he knew what was waiting. And he said, the minute the last breath happens, I will be fully awake, fully alive. Not dead, fully alive. What a transition. And then we get worried about where we're supposed to shop. If it be your will, Walmart's on the horizon because they're not involved in politics. And another says, oh, yes, they are. <sighs> what Finding God's will is really the framework for which we harness the really big things in life. And that, uh, I think of the girls turning 16. That's a time to really go, Lord, here I am. Speak to my heart about what your will is. You can find God's will at 16. It's not as hard as we've made it all out to be. Um, in, in doing this, we all believe. What do you believe? You know, I saw a bumper stick that one time says, everybody believes, I'll believe I'll have another beer. And I went, oh, that's sad. You know, because that, that's... Uh, it's just a profane way to live. Think about it. That you know, that's what's important. Don't live life by a bumper sticker. I know that's not God's will. Finding God's will for what you're to do with your life. I, I gave you these two weeks ago, and they're easy to do. Even the last one, you can so get this stuff on the internet now. Do a personality test. Find out. Listen, if God's will is important to your life, what should be an important thing for you to do about it? Seek. Seek the will of God. Lots of people let life just happen to them, so they become reactors. People who are responders to what's going on in life seek God's will. They, and they actually ask questions, what's going on here, without the, the adamant pointing the finger at heaven, why? Don't ask why. Why is the wrong question? Do you know that? Why is this happening to me? Wrong question. You know what you get with most of those questions? Silence. But if you ask, what am I supposed to learn from this? Oh my gosh. 
whether I'm to speak or not to speak, I'm to go or not to go, I'm to do this or do that, then it, then it all changes and you can pursue this. If we're living out of what are really our, our core values, because here, here's the other thing. With core values, I will tell you this. Most Christians I know have really good core values. Most of their values are aspirational, not actual. So can I go after the worship team peoples? So this so people involved with worship and all that, it's always this, you ask them what their core values are. I want to be a worshiper of God. Do you, do you worship all the time? Have you studied worship? Have you asked God's, what God's will is regarding worship? And then have you read Romans 12, 1 and 2? Because actually, he lays out what is your acceptable worship unto God. We prayed it a while ago to present yourself holy and blameless. So hard to do. But that's your reasonable act of worship. Not singing but this pursuit of the will of God. Here I am, a holy, righteous person on the earth, filled with the light of the gospel. My life is hidden with Christ. Oh, and everything, all of the dynamics start changing. And, uh, and we get to enter into not aspirational things like and this isn't a kick or anything but you have to realize this well the bible's really important to me when's the last time you read it oh, january 12th huh i want to live by biblical principles what are they i want to live by the gospel what is it what is the gospel i want to live by the red have you heard that one going to live only by the red letters the red letters are the law Jesus taught fully to the law. So you keep trying that. You let me know after about 20 years how well you did. Because on that hill, you will be broken. From this broken hill, I can't do it. He goes, I know. I'm going to do it in you. I did it for you, and now I'm going to do it in you. Oh, you mean I don't? No, I want to live in you fully. Oh, and then you start singing if it be your will. Now I can embrace some different things about the other stuff. Am I supposed to be a surgeon, a veterinarian, a factory worker? Where, where's my place? Well, your place is in Christ, no matter what you do with your hands. Isn't that amazing? So we talk about uh, core values. You can have both unbiblical and biblical core values and mix them up. And so you start living by principles that sound really good, but are all from the book of illusions. They, they are. God helps those who help themselves. That's not biblical. That's not biblical at all. That is something somebody else made up that tried to put a whammy of a if-then on somebody. Here's the real thing. You want a life change? Get out of the if-then and go to, we did this teaching a couple of years ago, go to the but now in the word of God. Go to Romans, you want your life to change? Go to Romans chapter 3 
and embrace for about three or four months, read it to yourself every day, Romans 3, 21 through 26. It was the, as Paul writes about the will of God and what happens in Romans 1 and 2, there's a, there's a change suddenly because he starts describing what sin did. He starts describing how Adam and Eve, born in beautiful creation, how they leapt it aside and they started worshiping the created thing instead of the creator and that they couldn't find their way and then the law was given and they couldn't find their way some more. And verse, first two words of verse 21. But now, you want me to read it to you? You probably need to hear it again. I do. I, maybe I should just do this this morning. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference. Everybody who believes. Jesus goes, righteous. You can't make one good decision about the will of God till you know that he has given you a gift of righteousness. Till you believe in your heart that you are a justified person on the earth. That what Christ did really worked and you don't have to keep waiting for it. Someone told me recently that they were talking about <clears throat> my, what they believe now after having come to New Day for a number of years. And they were talking to somebody who doesn't. He said, well, does the pastor preach biblical repentance? So he's telling me this. I went, oh, yes. <laughs> Boy, do I preach biblical repentance. <sighs> yes, receive what Christ has done. It's over. <laughs> You're righteous. But what about next week when I fail? He's still right there with you. I did it all. He died once for sin for all. If I can live there, then let me tell you something. God did not make it hard to find his will. It's found in Christ. Now what you're to do with your life? Yeah. So a lot of people talk about this is the will of God. This is, this is that. If you really get biblical and start searching it out, he made it really simple. He so I'm going to give you, you may find a couple more. These were mine that he showed me. I went, okay. I was up in Iowa and looking at this stuff again. I was bored. It was raining. I'm looking at the computer. And I went, oh, God. Tell me again, what's your will for my life? And the first thing he said was Christ. And I just went, oh, that's so good. Because he's done it. Did you hear he conquered? No, he really did. He even conquered death. Do you know there's nothing that can hold him back? Do you know that he's seated on a throne and he doesn't have any anxiety over your life? He's, he's not here, I'll pick on Raquel because she's getting ready to leave. He's not going, oh my gosh, that Raquel girl. Gabriel, come here. What are we going to do with that girl? Do you know what she did? He's not doing that. He sees her full and complete and whole. God the Father looks at her and sees Christ. God the Father looks at you 
and sees Christ. He can't look at you any other way. It's impossible for him to look at you any other way. I think we've made repentance bigger than Christ. Christ is God's will for your life. Look at this. It is God's will for us. This is God's will for you in your life. To believe in Jesus. That's 1 John 3.23. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Receive Jesus. So the next one is, it's God's will for us to accept what he has done and live our lives from that perspective. That gets you out of the if, then, and but now. But also, there's, there's another little two-word two phrase that you'll find throughout the new covenant, but God. And it moves you out of living an equation that I have to get this right in order to receive that. And if I do that wrong, I'm going to receive that. Well, you moved out from under grace. If you moved out from under grace, you're not receiving the full benefit of Christ. That's what moving out from under grace. You can't sin to move out from under grace. You quit believing to move out from under grace, which actually is sin. that has to sink in to a new covenant believer that has to sink in. The biggest sin I will ever make as a new covenant believer is to quit believing what Christ did. Can you lose that? No, but that's, listen, that's shaky ground. It is. It's shaky. That's a scary place to be. That's more than a broken hill. That's, that's a ditch. And it's a bad one. Because you go either go back into legalism and religion, and the Lord doesn't want that for you. It's the same mercy no matter what it is. But that's a scary one, isn't it? Accepting what Jesus has done for our lives, that's Romans 12, 1 and 2. We just we need to hear it again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's biblical repentance right there. That's what harnesses us. It's not being over sorry over something I did. It's good that you have sorrow. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. You've done something wrong, you ought to go own it. That's what integrity says. <laughs> I really spoke wrongly to you. Would you forgive me? And by the way, this broken hill, everybody's capable. That's Romans 7. Everybody's capable of doing it wrong. Every one of us. Not hard to find his will. That we love each other and the lost. The ones who are in their little rags of light trying to make it through life. Brenda said to me this week, how do people make it without Jesus? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you go? 
Where do you go for true friendship? Where do you go for, if you will, even put it into actual legalism. Where do you go for true right and wrong? What's truly true and what isn't? What defines that? Christ. Christ defines it. There's no other place that you can know right from wrong. John writes, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God which was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Wow. What is God's will for my life? To live through Him. Oh, how? Through his love. How? Receive his love for you. How? Say the words. When Leonard Cohen introduced uh, in that live Belfast uh, thing uh, to sing the song and introduce the Web Sisters, because they actually sang it, he just spoke it and he said this. People have asked me what this song about was about. He said, it was a murmured prayer. That beautiful poem. It was a murmured prayer. God hears every one of our murmured prayers. Every one of them, you know, he's a great man of prayer. No such thing. Help, Lord, is a great prayer. That's Psalm 12. Greatest prayer you'll ever pray. Help, Lord. Not flowery, straight to the point. I need you now to know your will. That we believe and trust and is summed up in the word that we call faith. To believe and trust means that when I don't see it and his will's hard to find, I say to God in a weak, murmured prayer, I trust you. When everything seems like a wreck and all the stones are piled on you, and you can get out a murmured, I trust you. In the darkest dark and like everybody's fled and you don't have a friend left in life, which isn't true, just ask Elijah. There were 7,000 who hadn't bent the knee to Baal. And you go, what's your will in this? He goes, Christ. God doesn't waste anything. I mean, I I think it was one, I won't name the politician who said it, but, you know, Never waste something tragic on the earth. Always use it. That's so political. You going through a tough time trying to find the will of God? Help, Lord. It's a murmured prayer. And God's right there in the hard times, the good times, in the transition times. You ever done a wonderful transition and you're both excited about it? And uh, think of the Kennedys right now. Whew. I'd have a bunch of anxiety if I were them. Getting ready to move again. I've done that. Have you done that? And you're singing, if it be your will. And you're going, oh, God, this is a roller coaster. This is the timber wolf of all timber wolves. This is a kinking. I can feel, you know. Did you ever ride that awful thing? That thing's demonic. It makes all kinds of noises as you're creeping up and the wood creaks. 
And then I've got vertigo, and it's at the top of that, and it's like, oh, God. I'm one of those, if they filmed it, I'd be screaming, and you'd see my little thing in the back of your throat going. Why anybody? That should be called worlds of terror, not worlds of fun. Why people pay? You want to jump out of an airplane? Are you crazy? You'd have to put three sets of Depends on me. That was not God's will. Will you trust him? Do you have faith? Can you believe the best of times and the worst of times? Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You want to live a life pleasing to God in his will? Have faith in him. Have faith in him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Here am I under a rubble of stone again, God. Help, Lord. You ever heard the silence of heaven? That usually happens in one of those times. Whole pile of rocks all over top of you, and you're going, why? Why, why am I why is am I doing this again? We forgot to pray. What am I supposed to get out of this? I'm sure it's more than a bruise. He rewards everybody that seeks him and seeks his will. Isn't that amazing? It's the one thing we can, I can put that in my pocket. I can, I can go places with that. He's a rewarder of those who'll seek his face. Because of the other thing. So here's one of the last things. This is God's will for you, for your life. To grow in knowledge and wisdom. That's how you make decisions. Uh, Good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. What most people do is when they make a bad judgment and then go through an experience, then they say, I'll never do that again, and they have not evaluated the experience because experience isn't the best teacher, but evaluated experience is. And to learn, and we'll look at it, it's coming up, to learn how to evaluate what I'm going through and to actually take the time. Because otherwise life just, again, you become a reactor. Life just happens to you. Bang, bang, bang. You keep going, man, I've been in this surf for nine years and I just keep banging against the same rocks. Get out of the water. My word, what are you doing in that turbulent water? Get the out now and start making an evaluation. What put me here? Oh, yeah, I decided to go swimming where they said no swimming here. Hello. And I start evaluating what's going on. So it's 
All of these things, 2 Peter 1, 5, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that means that all the stuff I'm going to do is it prospers. You didn't read that right. (laughs) In the knowledge of Jesus Christ. this, This means this is what God has done for you. That's the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Most people don't really know. Most Christians don't know what God has done for them, so they keep praying for God to do stuff for them. If it be your will that I should sing no more. They let life and they react to it. They can't, what's the will of God for me? Look at those guys. And then immediately you move to comparisons. Now you got to decide that, that God loves that saint better than he loves you. Now suddenly the seeds of bitterness start creeping in. And seeds of bitterness can always take root in an ungrateful heart. But in a grateful heart, they can't find, this, they can't find a place to land. It's hard, it's hard to... And seeds of bitterness grow up into trees of unrighteousness in our lives. And angry, and then suddenly I'm 53. It's like, this is all there is? You never found what it... God's will isn't hard. Here's patterns... We'll close with this. For wise decision making, or actually, the the first pattern that you can see is found in two things. Um, most of our lives, we live, like I said, in, in the in the consequences of bad decision making. We don't learn how to evaluate how we got into the bad situation, including relationships. We didn't like the results of what happened. Something's happening here, and I don't like it. Uh, Now, there has to be a deep side note for everybody, every believer that trusts Jesus. Do you trust Jesus? Okay, then let me say something very clear about sin. Sin is sin, and it has consequences. I trust Jesus with my whole heart. And I live, if I live sinfully, I'm gonna, I'm, it's not going to work. I'm supposed to live in faith, not in sin. There's patterns there. Being tempted to make poor decisions is what is known as lust in the Word of God. And temptation is not sinful. It, it's, it's abounding in our world now. 1 John 2.15 says this, look. Don't love the world or the things in the world. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy going to Iowa and catching big fish and bragging about it. But if that's what I lived for, 
if that was it, a bunch of scales and rotten flesh, doesn't take long for fish to stink. I smelled just like that <clears throat> trophy northern pike I caught <laughs> when I got done catching it. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. You want to make wise decisions? Know the difference between the Father and the world. I am, I am, and you should be by now too, wherever you're at in the journey, but at 70, I, I know what love is and I know what sin is. And there's a big distinction. I don't know if I should do that. What, you mean smoke pot? I don't know. I, yeah, I might. I might want to try that. I think I'll have another one. Hey, I think let's go over here and do what? Do you know what sin is? I do. Can you distinguish between righteousness and sin in a heartbeat? How'd you do that? The love of the Father's in me. And the things that are in this world are passing away. They, they go away. They're very fleeting. James 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised, promised. Isn't that amazing? He's promised to everyone who loves him a crown of life. I have a crown right now. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. God doesn't have to tempt us. God will never tempt you to be good. God is good. You're always drawn to good because of the love of the Father's in you. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone with evil. Is this a test from God? No, that's stinky, rotten stuff from Satan or the world. And there's a great two-letter word to all of that. No. Have you learned to say no to yourself? That's a wise decision maker goes, nope, God is not in that. Well, that hasn't been enough power to stop me. Well, then you maybe haven't been looking at it right because it's there. You have the authority to say no. You really do. What about the tests? Just got to close with it. What about the tests that God takes everybody through? Yeah, we've made a lot bigger thing out of that than what it is. He really tested his son. He will never test you with sin. That's what that says. God won't test you with sin. God doesn't allow an awful situation in your life to see whether you'll be good or not. Jesus received every one of those temptations and stood in righteousness to give it to you as a free gift. Now wrap your noodle around that for a while. So when the pile of rocks are on you and life has been unkind, seemingly so, 
That's why I listened to Leonard Cohen, a murmured prayer. Because God will ask you to do some tough things. He will. Are they tests? No, it's his will. He asks you to do difficult things because it's his will. And he even bites it, even with his promises, which are yes and amen. He invited me when I was in my mid-30s that if I would just learn to get control of my tongue, he would give me something to say when I was 50. When you're 35, 50 feels so far away. And I learned to listen to Leonard Cohen. If it be your will. I said yes to it. And would watch. Went through all the comparison tests. Would watch lesser men get promoted. I would say something in a meeting where I wanted to be important and wanted to be known and my words would come out of my mouth and dribble in a puddle in front of me and everybody would just look at me and then they'd move on in the staff meeting conversation. I would walk out of there singing, if it be your will. I'd been the chief staff person at the Arizona House of Representatives for one of the political parties. When I went into ministry, after three years of brokenness and a broken hill, I got told I was probably qualified to teach seventh grade girls. If it be your will. I said yes to it one of the best experiences of my life. I learned so much about human behavior. (laughs) And man, I tell you what, what a 12-year-old girl goes through. Oh, my Lord, how did they ever get to 22? With all those jumbled thoughts? I mean, you talk about non sequiturs. Squirrel. But I was able at the end to sing, if it be your will. And this is what I found. He never left me, never forsook me. I learned the knowledge and wisdom of God. I understood things and I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. Could God approve to me? And then he told me I was accepted in the beloved. And I went, what? You're accepted in me fully. I accept you fully just as you are. Not as I should be. Come on, i got to live in biblical repentance here. No, just as you are. Just one plea. What a glory Christ in me. <laughs> there he was. There's little Lloyd, righteous all the time. And I didn't know it till the scales fell off. And then he gave me something to say. Jesus loves you. This I know. Oh, it's profound. I want to pray for God's will for your life because this struggle is real.
Listen, I understand the struggle. I understand the pile of stones. I understand that. Did, are we doing the right thing here? I know. But this is God's will for your life right now. Do I just have to accept it? Where's the spiritual warfare to fight it? The spiritual warfare is to allow Christ to sit in the seat of authority in your life. That's the real spiritual warfare, to believe and trust. That's what I want to pray for you this morning. God, I pray for every person that's sitting in here that can hear me. I pray for what they're going through in life, the highs and the lows. And I pray, God, that you would let them know that you're with them, that you don't let anybody go through it alone, even when they feel alone. I pray for the wisdom and the knowledge and the light of discovery. I pray that you would cause them to go through this with an open heart to learn and not have it all figured out. That you would give them the joy of having the heart of a learner. That they could experience what you have for them in such a way that they become free. That they don't have anything left to prove. That they find their way. That they would know your will. If it be your will that I speak no more, my voice be still as it was before. I will speak no more, I shall abide until I am spoken for, if it be your will. God has always spoken for me and he will always speak for you. What will he speak? Jesus the Christ. He will put a name over you. He will speak the name of love over your life. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. God dwells in you. The righteous one lives in you in a holy place. What's next? I don't know, but it'll be exciting. It'll be life. Life unto life. Grace and truth and life came through Jesus. Amazing. So I bless you with it. And I say to you this morning, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, if it be your will. Amen.